Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm Coach Caroline De Kimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, it's Monday morning here in Australia. So welcome, it's Caroline, career and leadership coach. And today I want to talk about interview rejections because I was talking to a potential clients last week and uh, she's a senior manager, went through uh, to first round interviews, second round interviews, third live, uh, third round interviews, and then she uh, was a final of two candidates and that shows the other candidates. Now, if you're interviewing, this might sound very familiar to you. And to be honest, it just sucks because um, when I was talking to her, it started to affect multiple areas in her life. So it started to, to, to affect her self-confidence. Um, it started also to affect how she was showing up in an interview, uh, it started to affect like that she thought like, okay, why do I even bother? Because there's so many uh, opportunities and you just like lose all hope. Because afterwards, and definitely in her case, she wanted to desperately get out of her current situation. And afterwards, it's like, I have to start all over again. And you have to put yourself through the test. You have to do your research. You have to do everything. So there's a couple of strategies that I want to share with you guys on how to actually manage interview rejections and what to do. Now, what I'm interested in before I go into that is if you put in the comments, like if you experience that and the strategies that you have used uh, and want to share with others, and maybe your biggest takeaway after this live stream that you've had is that like, yeah, I want to implement that. That sounds awesome, Caroline. So there are a few things that you need to know that not a lot of people take into account. Interviewing is a skill and a skill you need to learn. And the only way you learn a new skill is by practice, practice, practice. But most people that I work uh, with through the Career Success Program, they don't have practice, practice, practice. They have been in a job for five years and they're looking for the next step up and they just realize it like, I haven't interviewed for ages. And the higher up in the corporate ladder you, you go, the more competitive it becomes. And you have to really be really good in an interview because just being good is not good enough. It's not going to cut it. So you need to be persuasive. You need to understand how to influence and navigate the whole interview process. So there are a couple of aspects in that. And actually, I want to elaborate on that too because I think it's important for you to know what you need to do before the interview to nail the interview and there, there are a couple of things like i said like interviewing is a skill and skill can, you can learn so first of all of course there is preparation but the preparation that most people do is just in one area they learn about the company they learn about the people they're going to to meet um, and they learn maybe about the job description on how relevant that is but what they don't 
learn and take away is like, hey, what kind of interview is it basically going to be? Is it going to be a behavioral-based interview, competency-based interview? Is it just going to be a scenario-based interview? And what what is it? Or is it just going to be the famous informal interview? And here's the thing about informal interviews. Informal interviews, they don't exist. Hear this right. Informal interviews don't exist. Why not? Is because at the end, they will still make a judgment if you are good for the role or not. So you have to still, like, even though they might treat it as informal, you still need to be formal and convincing them about your capability and making sure that you articulate very clearly in the interview that um, that you can do the job and not only can do the job, but that you can overachieve in the job, that you are the candidate for the job. So your preparation is really key to setting the right foundation, to knowing what you step into, because most people don't know it. They leave the gap open and they have like missing information and they just show up and they're like a sitting duck and it's like the the interview is happening to me instead of me participating in that. The second part of the interview is, of course, the interview itself. And there are three things that you need to realize when you step into an interview. So, or the interviewer has a different mindset. Like he thinks like, uh, I'm meeting the CEO and um, what's the plan for next year? Or um, I just had a fight with my spouse back at home. So the mind is somewhere else. And no matter how good you do in the interview, it's very hard to actually just overcome that. So you have that, that you don't have that in your control, but it, it's not a reflection of you. So that's a key here. It's not a reflection of you. So that's the first uh, uh, scenario. Second scenario is you, you're not a culture fit. And there is nothing wrong with that neither. Because, again, it's two ways. If you don't fit in the culture, be happy that you don't progress in the organization. Because, basically, if, if it works two ways. You don't fit in it and, they, and, and you wouldn't be happy and wouldn't be able to thrive to be fulfilled, challenged. And you wouldn't be able to make an impact in that organization or in that role. The third reason, and it's really, really important, and that most people don't don't realize, is actually your job in the interview is you need to give the confidence to the other person that you are better than the other candidates. Now, that is your job. So if you don't give the right confidence, if you know I can do this job with my eyes closed, standing on my head, and I would just nail this job, then you need to bring that energy into the the interview. Of course, you don't have to be too full on neither. (laughs) You have to moderate yourself. But you know what I mean? You need to bring... So those are the three things that people actually uh, take away in, 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 in an interview, how they can, of course, there's like, it's very elaborate. Like I work like with my clients in depth on this and we do mock interviews to actually make sure that they master all the interviews techniques and that they know how to overcome certain objections because objections they will have. And one of the biggest objections uh, uh, that there is, is like, they, and you know it, if you change industries, is in the back of their mind, in the back of your mind, you don't have inter- in the industry experience. And how annoying is that, that you go through all the interviews and at the end, 
they said like, oh yeah, we chose a candidate with more industry experience. It's like, you knew that from the start, from the first time that we interviewed, or even like by looking at my resume. So this is really important for you to actually make sure that you give the, you give the confidence by handling the objections, by being persuasive in the interview, by knowing how to navigate that and really build that rapport uh, with them. Because I have seen people that actually have changed industries and they were uh, interviewing with people that came from the same industry. And it's like that didn't, the other person was able to give that confidence more than the other candidates. And they typically only hire people with industry experience. So, and then that's changed their, 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 their frame that they were operating in. But, and, and I've seen people that uh, um, had less experience than what were, was required or didn't have that leadership or management or people management uh, experience that yet they were able to secure that role. And that is how you show up in the interview and the confidence that you can give. Now, all right, taking it all back, the next step. So you have the interview, you thought you did well, uh, you received the rejection heartbreaking but you need to actually pull yourself up because you don't want to take that energy in the next job search so the first thing you need to know is how to shake things off to actually get rid of that negative emotion and to actually get back on the horse and to actually say like okay now i'm going to take the next step and show up really um, the way i need to show up for the next interview and if at any stage you recognize that you don't master the skills, because interviewing is a skill and skill you can learn and the learning you only do by practicing. If you recognize that your skill is rusty, then reach out. Don't stay in the same circle over and over again. We all know the definition of insanity by Albert Einstein. It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome, which is like insane so if you know that you don't your skills are not up to date and not where they should be and if you actually um think like okay i need to change something to get a different outcome then look for help look on how can i do more uh, mock interviews how can i get more practice how can i get real feedback so after the interview when you get the rejection there are a couple of things you can do so the first thing that you can do is ask for feedback and i know what you're thinking caroline they never give me feedback and part of it that's true but also part of it is because it's not specific enough what you give the feed uh, what you ask feedback it's like most people are uh, ask if you're a recruiter or the hiring manager or hr they say like oh do you have any feedback oh no you had great skills and experience just the other candidate had uh, a little bit more that's it so i don't say this is a magic pill but try to actually be very specific on when you ask for feedback it's like, okay, what are the three things that uh, I could have done better in the interview? Can you be really specific? I, I'm looking to improve myself. Like, and, and, and ask those specific things. Or you can even mention, like, look, I there were a couple of areas in the interview that I was unsure about. Would there be possible to have a chat with somebody to understand if those were the areas? But be very self-aware. And the key here is not to be defensive. Most people, when they get interview, real interview feedback, they get defensive. 
So for example, if I say to uh, somebody like, oh, um, didn't really have the feeling you had a novel experience with senior stakeholders and managing the strategy and, and driving the budgets and making sure the timelines are met, whatever, they go like, oh, yes, of course I have, because I've done that this here, here, here. That doesn't matter anymore. Stop being defensive. The key here is that you take it on board and that you say like, okay, this is the third thing that I was saying. Like you didn't give the confidence in the interview that you did that. So make a note of that. Secondly, what I want you to start being in the habit of is basically um, connecting really with the, with the people and sending a thank you note after you got the rejection. Um, and you have to see if it's appropriate, but in most cases it is appropriate that you say like, really enjoyed meeting you for the interview. I understand that somebody else is, has been successful in securing the role, but really keen to stay in contact and maybe open discussions again if there's another opportunity. Boom! You actually expanded your network. And it may not go anywhere, but I know so many people, clients of mine, that it actually did go somewhere. Because they had such a great interview. They were so impressed with the thank you note afterwards, after the rejection, that they actually like, you know what? After a couple of weeks, they had another role coming up and definitely because it was a big organization and they contacted him and said like, actually, we think this role might be the role that, that, that's good for you. And then he already had like an in-way in the organization. He had internal referrals. And that is just magic to, to, to have that and to have that, that, that referral network because then you are referred internally for another position. So I want you to actually just like uh, stop like just thinking like, oh, I've been rejection, uh, rejected and there's no point and yeah, why am I even, bother, even bothering and I'm just not good enough and there are other candidates better. I want you to actually Think about the positive side. I made a great connection with the person and I had a really good con con conversation. And now I'm going to reach out to him, them and send a thank you note and, uh, and potentially and you send an email and then you say like, look, at the end of the email, you say like, look, I might actually, uh, I'll send you a connection request uh, through LinkedIn would be great to stay in touch. And that's how you expand your net network. So you have to think about a networking uh, perspective also. And then there is a third way how to manage um, uh, interview re rejections is you need to learn. And you might say, yeah, 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 Caroline, I'm learning. No, no, not a lot of people are. It's like, what you need to do is after the interview, write down, even if you don't have the outcome yet, write down all the questions that they asked. And say, and then when you ask feedback, you can also refer to those questions. Like, oh, there were a couple of questions that I actually wasn't clear uh, clear on. Is are those the areas? And you ask, you can be more specific. But more importantly, is because you write down the the, the questions, you can actually practice your uh, your response and make sure you can give the confidence. Because let's just name say it again. Interviewing is a skill, a skill you can learn and something you need to learn by practice, practice, practice. 
So I hope this helped. If this was inspirational, I want you to list your takeaways below this live stream so I can have an idea about what it is that you is your biggest ha-ha moment and your biggest takeaway from this. If you really liked it, give me a thumbs up and uh, help me spread my message or share this live stream with anybody that you know that needs to hear this message because there's so many people that go through the interview process and actually get stuck and bounce their head against a brick wall and I know how frustrating that can be and it's not only impacting on your 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 mental state but it's your career and you take it home and you just like feel stuck that you can't move from where you are to where you want to be now if you want to take that to the next step and if you really see like Caroline I've been listening and following you for a while and I'm ready to take action and I'm ready to take my career to the next step. Book in a call, newhorizoncoaching.com.au forward slash call. And what we're going to do, we're going to do a big picture plan for you, a strategy plan. It's like not a lot of people are intentional about their career. So you and I are jumping on a call and be more strategic about where we can take your career and what you do. So what I want to know, because every situation is different. So what I want to know is your current situation, where are you at, where you want to be, all the roadblocks in between and how we can come up with a plan to make that better, to overcome that, to finally get you moving forward in your career. And all the rest will fall into place. And at the end, if you say like, look, you, it sounds interesting. I want you to help me really implement that strategy then we can talk about that also but either way you will walk away with a very clear strategy about how to move your career forward and take the next step so if that sounds good and if that sounds like something that you want to do um just even like now today um or this week or this end of the week uh, end of the year uh to get ready for 2020 because you don't want to start in 2020 and be behind everybody else uh if you say like now is my time then book in a call newhorizoncoaching.com.au forward slash call if you don't know what i do i'm a career and leadership coach and i help professionals like yourself land the next six-figure leadership role. So that is about standing out, getting more interviews, so you can land that uh, next uh, next leadership role. All right, and I work, by the way, with people all over the world. So hope that was a good insight uh, for Monday morning, uh, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya, bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.